You know, when we planned this sermon series, we, uh, you know, we, we knew it was going to be called Escape, and then, you know, God begins to just kind of give you ideas of, of, of what he wants you to speak about, right? And so he spoke very clearly to me that, Julie, I want you to speak on addiction. And so, of course, you know, all these things come through my mind, but then Robert Palmer, addicted to love, right? Who remembers that video? Yeah, I'm not dressing like those girls today, I'm just saying. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So uh, this morning we are starting uh, a new sermon series called Escape. And um, in uh, reality and life, uh, we, we find ways that are healthy and non-healthy ways uh, that, that we want to escape in life. Uh, physically, right? Sometimes we physically want to escape. We want to leave or go away. And then mentally, uh, we, we can escape so easily in a room full of people. You know how we can do it? Just pick up our phone right? We pick up our phones. That's, that's a way that many of us are finding uh, ways to escape emotionally. Uh, some of us emotionally try to escape uh, by eating our problems away, drinking our problems away, gambling, shopping, pornography. There are so many different ways uh, that many of us try to escape uh, that are unhealthy. Uh, I am uh, not someone, I'll just have a full disclosure, I am not someone who struggles with addiction per se, but I am someone who has been affected by it. And I would imagine many of us that are in this space that maybe are watching online um, have similar situations uh, that maybe either be have been affected by it um, or do deal with addiction. I uh, have shared before uh, in my past, and I just want to share again, uh, my first husband of 16 years, uh, the father of my three amazing kids, struggled with addiction and depression uh, most of his life. And um, he worked hard, so hard, and was sober for, for 10 years until um, our divorce. And he moved out of state. And uh, when he moved out of state, uh, it became a very complicated relationship. And uh, I think what he thought he could handle, he couldn't really handle anymore. And uh, please note that this is a sensitive topic of what I'm going to talk about today. It is a sensitive uh, topic. It's something that affects many of us. And my intention this morning is to offer hope in Christ to all of you. So whatever your situation, if you're someone that is affected by any type of addiction, if you're someone that, that experiences um, addiction, I, I pray that I, am, I don't say anything to offend you because that is not my intention. My intention, again, is to bring Christ uh, into our lives this morning. So I, I think um, there is a tendency, and some of you uh, may agree with me, there may be a tendency to stereotype someone that struggles with addiction. I think that we, we have a picture in our mind of what that, what that looks like. But the truth is that addiction affects everyone, regardless of how successful you are, uh, how you may look like you have it all together, or even how much money you have in the bank. Uh, as children and young adults uh, said, no one ever, I want to grow up and become addicted, right? Nobody says that, whether it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, pornography, food, whatever that is, there are so many different things to be addicted to. I uh, read an article uh, earlier uh, this week, and I wanted to share it with you about it's a couple that uh, lives in Tennessee, and I want to share a bit of their story with you. Brent was uh, a 30-year-old drug dealer when he met Ashley, and they both had a meth habit. And when Brent was 20 years old, his brother died in a drunk driving accident. The grief of his brother's death led him to depression, which led to using meth. He began uh, starting then to sell drugs. He said he always had uh, thousands of dollars in his pocket, 
I mean, big bucks walking around in his pocket, um, thinking that, that he was the big time and, and living the life, right? Living the life because he had all this money. But eventually it all came to an end. Brent was arrested and convicted and spent time in jail for selling drugs. He and uh, Ashley, they had dated off and on for years until Brent was released from prison. He served two years plus probation for selling meth. And when you're on probation, uh, some of us know you have to be clean and sober, right? You gotta be clean and sober. You gotta be able to pass those drug tests. And uh, he and Ashley reconnected uh, after he was released from prison and he started using again. And uh, he said it was always a dance to pass that drug test. And he knew that he didn't want to go back to prison. And uh, one time he passed by the skin of his teeth and it was enough to scare him. And he told Ashley that he was done and that he wanted to sober up and to build a good life. And he asked her, if she would be interested to do it with him. And she said yes. They were married in 2017, and, and Brent went back to get his GED with the support of the Board of Education. And in his community, uh, alongside the mayor and the Board of Education, they had a ceremony for him. They had a ceremony for him uh, because they were so proud. And it was an opportunity for him to walk across that stage and to get his diploma and to turn that tassel, right? To turn that tassel. Uh, he's got a great job working for a steel company, and uh, Ashley is now a nursing, certified nursing assistant. Uh, and and uh, they both say that as of December 31st of this year, that they will be clean and sober for three years, three years. And they go on to say they're, they're clean and sober for three years and living for God, right? Living for God. God transformed their lives. None of us are immune to pain. None of us. We either try and deal with it the best way that we can, or we try to numb it. If we're honest, we try to numb it. And numbing it uh, is a way to escape, but it's only temporary. It's only temporary. Numbing often turns into addiction. We see that with Brent. He didn't have any plans of turning into a meth addict or probably even a drug dealer. But that, that depression and those circumstances led one path to another. I, uh, I love this quote, and I think we've got it up here. Just because someone carries it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. All of us, whether you're going through addiction, whatever it is that you're going through in your life, just because you're carrying it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. So, so I, I began to, to wrestle on questions. So where is God in addiction? Where is God in addiction? This morning, uh, we're going to look at a few scriptures. Uh, a temptation was a big problem back in the uh, ancient days. Jesus often spoke about it in his scriptures, and it's still a challenge for us today. And, and just as God was with them then, he is here with us today. I also love this. We may fall away from God, but God never falls away from us. Never falls away from us. It's our choice to fall away from him. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, weak. We are to stay alert. We are to stay alert. Temptation is all around us, all around us. We're to keep our spiritual eyes open, our spiritual eyes open. Uh, Jesus knows that we're weak and that we're vulnerable. 
And he says to keep our prayer line open, to keep our prayer line open at all times to our Heavenly Father who can help us overcome any temptation, any temptation. When we uh, pray the Lord's Prayer, which we, we prayed this morning at the start of the service, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, uh, know that it's inspired uh, from the book of Matthew, but it comes from the book of Common, Common Prayer, uh, uh, which is, um, comes out of the Anglican Church over in England. So that's where uh, we get the Lord's Prayer. And, and when we pray that prayer, we pray, and lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, Right? We know this. We know it. It's, it's embedded in, 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 our, in our minds and our prayer life. But hear these words from Matthew 6, 13, of which this is inspired from. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That's totally different. It is totally different. Wow. You see, God created things for good. He created things for good. But the evil one comes and twists and turns the good into bad for some people, not all people, and uses it against us. Uh, I just want to take for an example our, our human bodies, right? We are created male and female. And I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but we're created for physical pleasure. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so that's how he created us. But it's been abused through human trafficking, pornography, right? It's a big business, and it's also become a huge addiction. You see, what God intended for good, evil has twisted it. So this is why God says, be alert. Keep your spiritual eyes opened. Keep your spiritual eyes opened. I, uh, uh, lately, uh, God has been speaking to me uh, through, um, what do I want to say? Different, different points, and, and, and when I come back to vertical, I, I love to raise my hands when we're, when we're praising, right? It's a vertical relationship. I'm always uh, looking up as I'm praying, as I'm singing, as I'm worshiping, but you can't help but feel sometimes that there are horizontal forces around us. I, I preached about this last week uh, over in the traditional service, that these things that come sideways at us that are not of God, and how do we deal with these horizontal forces around us? 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells us, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So that you can endure it. I, I, I kept thinking of this old country song from 1980, Looking for love in all the wrong places. Right? Some of you are laughing. Looking for love and all the... We're just going way back this morning, aren't we? Uh, but thinking of that song, and um, I, I, I just thought of that in terms of us, seeking to find comfort in things that will never bring us comfort nor peace nor healing. We're trying to find help in all the wrong places, all the wrong places. You see, God can't provide a safe refuge, refuge if you don't seek him. God cannot provide a safe refuge if you don't seek him. Again, again, we may fall away from God, but he never falls away from us. You must seek God and rely on God to help navigate the good and the bad in our lives. And he will provide a way out so you can endure it. Friends, that is good news. Whatever it is you've got going on, he's going to provide a way 
a way out for you so that you can endure it. But you've got to seek him. He's just not going to come down and fix it for you. You've got to seek him. And we have good news, but we have to turn to God. I I like to think of this image as uh, we reach out and God reaches down, right? He's coming down from the heavens as we reach up to be able to help us. But we've got to be able to lift up our hand and say, God, I need you. I need you need you. I love Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. All things through him who gives me strength. We've had uh, three deaths in the past uh, week and a half, you may have noticed, as as the e-blast come out, and they have been very close together. And I have... um, had the honor of celebrating uh, various people's lives that have gone on to glory. And uh, I was uh, with a funeral home uh, last week, and we were making our way to the cemetery, and, and, and this is a, a new person that has started, a uh, young man, and uh, really enjoyed working with him and uh, just helping him uh, as, as he learns what he's doing there at the funeral home. And we're having a, a conversation and kind of talking about church, and, and uh, I was telling him how we've been doing this brewery uh, brewery Bible study. You know, we've been meeting uh, at the brewery for six weeks. Uh, this Wednesday is our last one. Not too late if you want to join us. Um, but anyway, he just thought that that was so cool that this church, right, is doing something new and something different. Nothing like talking about that. I'm talking about addiction, right? Like, Julie, what do things don't go together? So, um, but not everybody struggles. So anyway, um, so we were talking and, and uh, the family that he was was taking care of, um, he knew that I had met with them uh, on a Tuesday evening, and, and he says to me, so do you work, do you work nights? And it took everything I had to say, yes, I work nights, and I work weekends, and sometimes I work, yeah, you know, that's just how it is in ministry, you know, you, you, sometimes you just, uh, people, I think some people think I'm just here on Sunday. I'm not here just on Sunday, right? So anyway, um, but I want to take us, take us back. This was uh, this past April. And I happened to be in a meeting at church, right? It was on a Monday night, and uh, it was uh, Holy Week. And we had just celebrated uh, Palm Sunday. And I don't know about you, but I, uh, I just love Holy Week. And we had celebrated uh, Palm Sunday, and we're gearing up towards uh, Holy Thursday and Good Friday. And then, of course, on Easter, and again, one of my uh, favorite favorite weeks. And I'm in this meeting. I always have my phone with me, just addicted to technology. But then also, too, you know, when you've got a family, you want to make sure you've got your phone in case somebody needs something. And just to kind of refresh your memory, uh, back in April, this was a season of my life with, we were getting ready to celebrate a lot. I was graduating with my master's. My middle son was getting ready to graduate from UC. And uh, my oldest son, he and his wife were getting ready to have a baby the next month. So it was an exciting season. And and my phone um, starts to vibrate. And I could tell that I had a call coming in. And this was a distant family member. And I thought, oh, she's just calling to talk to me about these things coming up with the kids. And I thought, I'll call her back, right? And then, I don't know, it was maybe two, three, four, five minutes later. And a message comes up on my phone from a different family member. And it said to call as soon as possible. And I thought, hmm, I wonder what's going on. And so I stepped out of this meeting uh, into the hallway and uh, returned that phone call. And uh, my former husband, the father of my three children, was found unresponsive and had died. And uh, it was just uh, quite a shock. And so I quickly got my oldest son on the phone 
and we made our way down to UC to get my other son and my other daughter to tell them of the news. And I share this with you because, again, I had mentioned in the beginning, this was a very complicated relationship. It was a very complicated relationship. And it doesn't matter how complicated your relationship is, you never, ever want anything to end like that. And as we navigated through that week, we just spent a lot of time together. And it, and it was, and I, I gave myself grace that week too because it was Friday and I'm getting ready to come up here to the Good Friday service, right? And we're broken. And I'm like, Julie, what are you doing? You know, Good Friday service, that drama, it's amazing. It's going to go off without you. It's going to be okay. And uh, it's funny because some people would say to me, oh, we missed you on Friday. Kind of like we missed you, but you weren't there. I'll just share with you, you know what? We go through things too. And so uh, it was just a time of, uh, of good conversation as we navigated that week. But one of the things that, that just kept speaking to me, God kept speaking to me during that time, is that Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. Resurrection. Resurrection in Jesus. You see, just as Jesus experienced resurrection, we experience resurrection at death, but also in life, in life. Jesus offers us resurrection power over the things that bind us, the chains that hold us down, the things that we turn to, the addictions that grip us or the addictions that affect us. Turn to Jesus. We need to turn to Jesus. There may be some of you here this morning could be addiction, could be something else that you want to escape from. Friends, I want to share with you that that same resurrection power is available to all of us. All of us. What are you facing in your life right now? They say, God, I need your resurrection power. I need your resurrection power. If you're someone who is on the other side of addiction, whatever that may look like for you, I just want to encourage you to stay strong and to allow yourself to continue to be firmly planted in the grip of God. Don't ever let go of that. If you're someone who is currently struggling, I want to encourage you to seek God, to seek help. We've got, to, we've got resources out at the Welcome Center. There's uh, folders that are out there. If, if you want to pick one of those up, there's all kind of information uh, that, that can, can help guide you in a direction in terms of um, finding support that way. But more importantly, I want to tell you that you have a church family who loves you, who is here for you. This is a no-judgment zone. It's a no-judgment zone. You know, I stand up here, and I'm even on live stream. I don't know what's going to happen after this message. I hope people still want to talk to me, right, that didn't know I was going to say all this. But that's okay. I pray that God's going to bless uh, what we're talking about today because we are real people and we all have real problems. So there's resources out there, but we've got a family here. And, and Tim and I, anybody here on staff, would love to pray with you. In fact, I'm going to have an opportunity at the end of this. Whatever it is that you're going through uh, that you say, you know what, I just want somebody to pray with me today. We don't do it enough. We don't have somebody pray over us enough. So we want to give you that opportunity. Sean and I are going to be available uh, at the conclusion of the service um, back here uh, close to this stage. So uh, we would love to be able to pray for you, whatever it is that you've got going on in your life. I, um, I just love this quote we talked about earlier. Just because someone carries it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. We're all carrying something. 
We're all carrying something. And odds are, the people that we live next to, the people that we work with, the people that are in our families, the people that we come to church here with, are all carrying something. So how do we love each other in the midst of that? How do we support one another? Jesus says, come and turn to me. We've got to reach our hand up and say, God, I need you. I need you. Let us pray. God, we come before you. Oh, and we just take a deep breath. God, we're all carrying heavy stuff. And on the outside, we look like we got it all together because we want people to think that we have it all together. But God, we don't, and we need you. We need you, and we need each other. We need each other. God, I pray where we have strongholds in our lives, no matter uh, how loose or how strong they are, Lord, that, that these strongholds would be lifted. I pray for the chains that the bind us down, Lord, would be broken to break the chains in our lives. And God, I, I, I pray for these, these, um, these horizontal forces that come in our lives, these horizontal forces, Lord, that we would just put our hands out and just stop those horizontal forces, Lord, and that we would raise our hands up in a vertical position to praise you and to honor you and to seek you with everything that we have. And God, I pray for resurrection. God, it's available now. It's available today. God, we need resurrection in different parts of our lives. It could be in our families. It could be in our jobs. It could be in our relationships. It could be the strongholds, the chains, whatever it is that we've got going on. God, we pray for your resurrection power to descend upon us in this moment, in this moment. Father, hear our prayers. We love you and we thank you and we praise you that no matter how many times we think, oh, we can handle this all on our own and, and we fall away from you, God, that we come back. And when we come back, you are right there waiting for us. So God, I pray for those that they're in a season of trying to figure it out themselves. Oh, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Jesus went to the cross for each and every one of us. And he died so that we may live and live abundantly here on earth as in heaven. So, Father, continue to be with us as we praise and worship your holy name. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and all of God's people said, amen.